imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, who's a Christian, devoted husband and father. What's up, Jason? How's it going, brother? What's up, man? Just uh, just waking up from a nap right now from uh, before, because I just cooked all day for Mother's Day, so. Nice. I don't want to be on the show and be like full of meat. I ate a whole bunch of steak today, bro, so I I got food coma. Oh, it's all good. All good. All right, so guys, we have our everybody's been asking me, can you please have Gary Wayne back? Because they, they love the, the last show. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna fill you guys up as much as I can. Too bad he's gonna be going on vacation for three months, but we'll try to get him on like an audio one. But uh, yeah, if our, he, I can send you a picture or something and you can show that and we can do it audio. I just yeah. I just don't like you know when you have a bad picture and it's freezing and stuff like yeah, that, it's, it's never it's, good. So yeah. it's all good. So, so we got Gary Wayne on. All right, guys, I'm going to say it once again. All right. The Genesis six conspiracy. I just started reading it guys, because I try to read the Bible as much as I can. I try to read, you know, reading for me is very hard. You know, I'm juggling three kids, but um, guys, please support this gentleman. Okay. He's, I mean, if you go to get to uh, YouTube and just look up Gary Wayne, you're going to find volumes and volumes of, of podcasts that he's doing. He's doing it for free guys. Um, and he's giving us such uh, awesome information. So please guys support Gary Wayne, purchase his book. He's got a second one on the way too. All right, go ahead, Gary. <laughs> to- well, well, thank you for inviting me back to the show. And you know, it's true. I mean, I, I, I want to get information out. That's my number one goal. And if it, uh, People like what I say, they can purchase my book and, and support me. That's the only money that I accept unless I'm going out and speaking at a conference or, or something like that. And if they pay the speaker to do do that, then that's what, I, you know, so that's the only money I do. So I, I'm not afraid of giving out information that's in my book. And a lot of people might say, well, why do you do that? Because you want them to buy the book. I said, well, if they if they like what they hear, they'll probably buy the book. But if you think that 
what I can say on one show or a number of shows is going to really divulge everything in the book. I mean, it's, there's just no way there's just too much in the book. So if you like information, this is 98 chapters that keeps coming at you from chapter one. And every chapter is a little mini story that keeps coming up one after the other. And we'll keep coming up as the chapters unfold, but there, every sentence, every paragraph is absolutely loaded with facts. So yes, very little okay. speculation, very little opinion, and it's very well sourced. You get the bibliography, you get the footnotes, and you can um, verify my sources if, if you're a little bit apprehensive about what was just said in the book, because it talks about a lot of controversial things. But understand, I'm letting the sources speak in their own words. Yes, for sure. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about Freemasons and the Illuminati. I think that uh, what we did is we went over a secret society episode with Gary Wayne, and then we went to the Jesuits. We did the black nobility. Um, now I, I, I'd like to dig into the Freemasons Illuminati. So we'll just kind of like, we went to broad secret societies and now he's just like kind of digging deep in detail onto these secret societies. So um, Gary, if you could take over and, and everybody that's listening, that's a Gary Wayne fan. Sorry guys, if I interrupted him last show, okay? <clears throat> I, uh, I get excited and I'm also a fan of Gary. I, I don't know if you guys could tell, but I love his information, but uh, I get excited and I will definitely let him speak more this time and I will try to be, be as much courteous as possible. Well, you're always very courteous. And, <laughs> you know, the thing is, is, you know, I'll, I'll go on some tangents and stuff, right? It does. That's just who I am. <laughs> but what I also like is, is when when the hosts say that they do interject, and you're going to ask questions, not only what you're interested in, what your audience is, is interested in. So feel free to do that, because I, I do like it as much of a dialogue and a conversation than just a sort of a download of information, so to speak. So um, don't be afraid to do that. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Freemasonry and the, and the Illuminati tonight. And so they are two separate organizations that tend to work together. And if you go back to some other shows that I've talked about here and elsewhere, you'll understand that I don't use a pyramid as my sort of organizational structure. I use a tree that has branches more like an evergreen tree, uh, which is very much, I think, part of the allegory of Gnosticism and the secret societies where the evergreen tree represents immortality and godhood and it is like the world tree that connects heaven and earth which is again is very much part of their um, belief system and where heaven and earth connected that's where they that's where they anointed their original ring lord kings whether or not it was at Nippur or any other location in polytheism so um, I find that it's very, very important to understand their imagery so you can better understand their organization. So if you imagine a tree trunk and it's an evergreen and the trees sort of go down like this in an evergreen, that the top of the hierarchy in terms of the branch is where it joins into the trunk and into the tree trunk organization. And in the tree trunk organizations that we've talked about in the past, you have Freemasonry at the lowest level so that there's going to be an adept at um, third degree of the old York system or 33rd degree of the Scottish Rite system, which is a little bit more prevalent, particularly in North America. Uh, and above that is, you know, higher degrees. And I don't know how many degrees there are, but there's a lot. 
And the next space that is going to be held in terms of the adepthood is going to be three degree and higher. So look at a third degree as a rookie adept, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to speak. And above that starts the Illuminati. Mm. And the Illuminati can or cannot have, they can be either have royal bloodlines. So when you hear about the Illuminati bloodlines, what you're talking about is bloodline higher degrees that would also be classified as Illuminati. So sort of like running the Illuminati from above. And wow. so and the Rosicrucians are higher than the Illuminati. So I think somewhere between three and seven is the Illuminati. And I would probably put Rosicrucians a little bit higher, but I've told been told by some people that seven is sort of entry level Rosicrucian. So and at the Rosicrucians, you get that threshold crossover from new blood, new money, new initiatives rising up, meeting with the pure bloods, and the pure bloods are the old Masonic orders. Uh, will occupy the top 50% control the Rosicrucians. So there's still a huge difference between them who are much higher in degrees because they're initiated from childhood to the rising ones that are intersecting with them, rising up through Freemasonry and then to Illuminati. And then there'll be some other sort of orders within those Illuminati group and Freemasonry groups where they're, they're, they're controlling, but they're kind of rising up through that rank and then working into the, uh, the, the Rosicrucian, which is, as I say, the nexus point. So if we understand that, and then if we, as we talked about in the last show, it was the committee of 300, that's above that, mm. of the 300 families, then the council of 33, and then the 13 families, and that's the Western organization. And understand there'll be Eastern organizations, particularly in places like China. Mm. They are deep in secret societies, and all of those are run by purebloods. So they have a separate, so, and again, just sort of finish that off uh, in case people haven't seen some of the past shows, is that there are, there is another global organization where representatives of the 13, and I don't know exactly how many, because I'm not amongst them <laughs> they won't allow that thing. i don't not allowing that out yet but we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. find out hopefully yeah, exactly <laughs> so i don't look at that as a bad thing that i'm not there but they would send families so whatever number that is as part of the worldwide global families that has another set of organizations so you would have another structure there so it, you can imagine how many degrees there are i i did a show with uh um that had a, a hostess on there and we talked afterwards for a couple hours on another day just to exchange information and she comes out of a lot of the secret societies and the royal bloodlines and mostly from an american perspective but she said there's at least a hundred degrees and that wow. could be i don't know i mean yeah. i don't know uh, i i had heard as high as 35 to 40 yeah. and but she was talking in degrees and organizations that were higher still wow. so but you, so you can only imagine how large and how complex this thing is so and the dork and, the york right and the scottish freemason there's two different sides you were saying right Yes, a Freemasonry. So when you were talking about like third degree, like and like you just get above that, you're talking about the Scottish side or the York right side? Third degree is adept in the York right. 
Okay. 33rd degree is adept first in level Scottish. in Scottish right. Yes. So all yes. they've done with that is they've taken another prime number 11. Yeah. And uh -huh. split that split up the three, right? Okay. So they get 33. But that's not part of the hundred we're talking about. In, in that numerical, it would be three. But that doesn't mean as well that if you use that as a model, which maybe mm. we're this person might have been talking about, and I wasn't maybe listening as closely as, as possible, is, mm. is that you could have above third degree division degrees within there, right? Mm. Just as you have three in each of the degrees of the York right that split into Scottish, maybe that's yeah. a model that goes up. So maybe if she's talking about 100 degrees at least, that would be 33 degrees, right? Or yeah, 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 yeah. On, on the, got it? So it's hard, hard, hard to know if you're looking from the outside, but... But so if we understand that the Illuminati is operating from three to five, it starts yeah. to make some sense. So when we look at the Freemasons, they are not the old Masonic society because the old Masonic society that comes out of prehistory is the Royal bloodlines and it begat before the flood. So the secret societies were formed as an extension of the mystery schools, just as you see secret societies and brotherhoods and houses and universities today. That was the model before the flood that was reestablished again after the flood reinstated with Freemasons and Rosicrucians forming the Royal Society and education outside the church thereafter. So that continues in that sort of hierarchy. And that Masonry takes their establishment from the development of the seven sacred sciences we understand as the seven liberal arts today and that merge with the knowledge from the fallen angels then enoch son of cain not enoch son of jared there's two enochs created the sun worshiping mystical cult that's known as enochian mysticism so anything on to deal when you're dealing with apocrypha dealing with solar worship you probably would associate that with enoch son of cain because anything to do with Enoch, son of Jared, or the Israelites, or Noah was based on the lunar calendar, right? So keep that in mind when, when go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so you had the, you see, you talked about the Royal Society. That's like the Invisible College, right? That's like the Rosicrucian, uh, they, they yes. started that. Okay, so like anything that's coming out of there, like uh, I, I believe like scientifically they're trying to, don't you believe that they're kind of trying to prove the Bible wrong, like evolution? Oh, yeah dinosaurs so, uh earth yeah. revolving around the sun which i'm not i know that some people yeah. don't want to hear that but um so so do you believe that that's that's what they're doing yeah. like everything that's coming out of there just trying to prove the bible wrong that's like yeah oh. you're, you're you're gonna like this because this goes pre-bible yes in terms of how, how the belief system stays the same yeah and this is the belief system of the secret societies right which yes. are, is polytheist and gnostic so when Enoch created the seven sacred sciences and the mystical religion to hold that knowledge that then begat the secret societies through the mystery schools, they had basically four main objectives and see how that stacks up to what you see in education today. Yes. First one was to lead people away from God. Second one was not to give God credit for anything. So creating the universe or anything. He's an the evil God bang. who messes everything up, right? Um, the third thing is to degrade and slander God and make him, um, you know, not there or 
you know, lower them to an angelic being or just an evil creature or whatever. And then the fourth thing is to honor their pantheon of gods. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at the universities today, that's what they do. They name everything off after their, their gods and things, right? Yes. They are educating in degrees. Yes. Yeah. Right. All the buildings are the architecture, the masonry of the Dionysian builders, you know, that created the knowledge to build all the great temples and, and buildings and palaces after the flood. And basically we're talking about Egyptian, Greek, and Roman for the most part. You might throw in some Mesopotamian there, but it's the same concept. So all of the buildings honor their pantheon of gods. Mm. And so they're leading people away from God. Yeah. How many they're people saying, go to universities and they yeah. end up coming out uh, yeah. atheists, right? Yeah. They say yeah. God doesn't exist. Yeah. That's part of leading them away. They say God didn't create everything. Yes. God has nothing to do with anything that's on the earth. Uh, and they're, it's, so it's the same agenda. And that's why it's important to understand what is going on with organizations dominated by, by, by these groups. Yeah. So that's the ancient society that was all royal bloodlines that then decentralizes after the fall of the Knights Templar. So understand the Knights Templar are all royal families. And even the two Benedictine monks are royal bloodlines. And mm-hmm. many of the founders of the Knights Templar are direct relations, um, either cousins, uncles, whatever, with a fellow by the name of St. Bernard, who is the second most powerful person within Catholicism next to the Pope in the time of the founding of the Knights Templar and receiving their papal bull. And he speaks on their behalf in 1128 at the Council of Troy. And he's the one who presents them with the Red Cross uh, kind of in honor of uh, Baldwin and, and Godfrey, who were said to make the, the cross, the, the Catholic cross before going into battle, but it's an older Red Cross order that goes back into Masonic history. So it's, it's again, they like to use double sort of entendres. And so we have at the fall of the Knights Templar, the greatest organization that was ever created on the earth in terms of a corporation and invented banking. Yeah, it control. It was the largest army. It was a geopolitical uh, place where they had fortresses and offices and stations at every important road, intersection, city right across Europe. It was the most richest organization. It was so when it went down, it was a central organization that was more easily taken out, at least from the surf surface level, right? Yeah. So. They wanted to reestablish that in a more decentralized format. And so the Rosicrucians, uh, who we have, you know, uh, we talk about a lot, they're actually going to be in part of the splitting away in 1188 at the cutting of the elms at Ezer Castle. Uh, and their grandmasters were the, so the ones that are listed in the Priory of Sion as grandmasters, which were Templar grandmasters, and then they split off after that, if you're trying the, to look at... The cutting the of the prior- elms, that, that was when the Knights Templar split from Priory of Sion, right? Yes, because okay. in 1188, they had, they had lost, the, uh, Jer- lost Jerusalem the year before. Yeah. And so the, the powerful bloodlines that thought this organization, even though they were still running it, had lost their way. That yeah. the people who are answering to the royal families were now more 
concerned with money and power and stuff like that, right? Mm. So they left in 1188 and didn't help them at the fall. Yeah. But that's after that, you see the, re, the, the, the order that's going to continue is the Rosicrucians, which is that Red Cross order. Yeah. Right? Yes. The Rosy Cross. And they start to surface in 1400, just shortly before the Sarconiron order Draconis. And we'll talk a little bit in terms of how they surface uh, right after the fall of the Templars, the first organization that's visible of that Rosy Cross order because it's connected to the beginning of the Freemasons. So they, it was about 1311, I think, right? The Knights of Templar, uh, that's when they technically, some, somewhere in there, like the 1300s, right? Well, 1307 is when they fall, right? Okay, yeah, somewhere right. in there, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so, and in, that's when Clement V, he is going to basically work with the King of France, and they're going to abolish the Templars, and so in 1307, a fellow by the name of Dumont, who's a Grand Master, uh, he sails off to Scotland with a lot of the Knights Templar adepts and knights and things, some of the wealth, some of the knowledge, the rest of the money, as we've talked about in the past, went to Switzerland to the Hospitallers Knights of St. John, who are already located there, that was going to set up the banking. Yes. And so in 13, um, 13, uh, 12, uh, you have a papal, papal bull that abolishes the Templars again. Mm but it doesn't condemn them yeah okay. very very interesting right 1313 yeah. dumont becomes the first general manager or grand general manager grandmaster <laughs> gm that's all right <laughs> grandmaster it's all right. grandmaster of, of of freemasonry wow in scotland and he is under the wing of robert the bruce in the sinclairs and robert the bruce has been excommunicated mm -hmm. by the Pope for killing his rival in a Catholic church. So he excommunicated oh. him for that. Okay. Yeah. And so what happens in 1314, then after you have all of these knights that have gone to Scotland is as they rush the field at the battle of Bannockburn as evening comes on, which has been misinformation as they like to use or reimagined as servants rushing the field to kill this mighty army coming from England yeah. after they've been fighting all day. But it's, it's the Knights Templar coming in support to win the day for Bruce, which is going to carry him to become the King of Scotland. Right. Wow. And so you have this inner working relationship between them and then in um, 13, uh, so I want to make sure I get this, uh, this date right. In, in 1314, Bruce forms an order called the Royal Order of Scotland, which forms with an older order of Scotland known as the Herodon Order that's going to become the Rosy Cross Order uh, as it pulls away from the Freemasonic Order that Dumont as a, as a, an adept grand master formed in, in 1313. And that formalizes that split of a Rosy cross order in 1323. And it's actually called a Rosy cross order for the Templars that, um, and it's the Royal Scotland order, as it's also known as that Bruce had set up. So hmm. Freemasonry starts essentially in 1313. It's, you know, it's a separately lower, um, uh, 
organization as 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 you look at the bloodlines and and why it continues to be slide down and be at that sort of entry level so that's the beginning of freemasonry with sinclairs and what's interesting about the sinclairs is is that that is the saint clair name that has been transliterated into scotland sin as in saint and clair yeah. that comes from the name that rollo yeah. and his followers took after expropriating normandy in 909 10 or 9 11 and they called it the treaty of saint clair so they take that name on wow. and then as a battle partner of hugh the great hugh de Pion, one of the founders along with de bouillon and the anjou and all of the names that go in into the knights templar you have as his battle partner and he's not listed as one of the original ones but he is in 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 the writings and particularly in the saint clair um history books that, that that they wrote in their genealogies and things that they're involved in you have henry de saint Clair as the battle partner mm. so that goes right back to the beginning of the founding of the templars and then you have saint Clair names that are grandmasters in the priory of sion particularly after 1188 with the cutting of the elm at geezer castle because the geezers had intermarried with the saint Clairs, right mm, yeah that's so, so interesting Jeez. yeah it is and so from that point on you have this low-level organization that's going to flourish with a rosy cross order that's above freemasonry in in scotland and then at the time of king james probably a little bit for, but sort of an official sort of uh, launch into England comes Freemasonry with King James Stuart, mm -hmm. right? Who, and the Stuart clan. Um, King James Stuart, is King James the one that wrote the Bible? I mean, not wrote yes. the Bible, but uh, the, yes. the King Fon James Bible, right? Yes. Wow. And he, yeah. so he was a Stuart then, right? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Okay. So that's cool. That's good information for me to, to, right. to dig into because that's, that's interesting. Yep. And the Stuart bloodline provides a male for the daughter of Bruce because he doesn't have any sons. Okay. And so the Bruce line goes to the Stuart line and then all of the scioning of those bloodlines that includes all of the Plantagenet and all of the Celtic. I mean, it's one of, it's the most ennobled bloodline in the world of that time. Wow. Okay. And so they're initiated from childhood. So he, and so you have these depictions of King James being initiated in Scotland into Freemasonry. That's just ceremonial because he was an adept before he was an adult. It was so far above, but it's just <laughs> showing sort of patronage and adding that to part of his titles, right? Because he was above it all the time. And so you would have that happen sort of with the Illuminati as well. Now, Freemasonry, they have a specific goal that was assigned to them, a specific agenda, as all the core organizations do. And they also have other societies who report into them at that level, at that low level. So just as you have in the Catholic Church, you have the Knights of Columbus as one of these lower level ones that would have higher level uh, grandmasters from the various Gnostic orders, you know, from the Knights of St. John, the Jesuits, all of these monastic orders, they would be 
you know, running those organizations or initiatory organizations within Catholicism, just as the Elks or yeah. the Lions Club or all of these other um, organizations that are societies, but not, not like a Masonic society would be. And they would have people who are below 33rd degree or third degree that would be working in with those groups, not able to pass on significant knowledge because they're not told the truth until they become an adept yeah and you may even have one of the adepts that is overseeing that with the people that they're sending out to these organizations so when you have multiple lodges in an area you have uh one individual that would be like a regional manager and he'd be a grandmaster a master mason yeah. Um, and he would be two degrees higher. So you have to be fifth degree, as I understand it, to oversee these other groups. Mm. And then, of course, grandmasters from, you know, the, the local lodge and the regional, they're going to, you know, go to regular meetings with the grand council in whatever country that they're in. And are all like the American uh, branch of Freemason? Or are they all Scottish, right? Because I noticed that they're usually not all. Not all. Okay. Some of them, most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I noticed that they're, um, and they still report technically to the grand lodge in London. Yeah. Okay. So you have this Freemasonry group then that's being, that's now coming down into England at the time. And a lot of people say, well, you know, it's after that, but you have to understand who King James was. So you're Mm -hmm. seeing the beginnings of that at that time, and maybe even a little bit sooner, but it's going to grow up with, uh, the Stuart dynasty in England and the whole Jacobite thing is a Masonic or bunch of Masonic organizations that are battling for a, a Catholic king versus a Protestant Stuart king, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of an, inter- an internal battle. But what's important about Freemasonry after they get going in England, then they're going to use this great empire that sort of begat with Elizabeth and James and the English Commonwealth. So as the Commonwealth is established, they're going to set up lodges around the world. Mm-hmm. And the Illuminati, what's their form who we'll get to, they're going to use these branches around the world because they're working at the adept level at the Freemasons, with the Freemasons, right? They're part of that leadership level. Give so so you have this this organizational structure that's being set up and then you have with the jacobite uh, movement um, a crossover that is going to go into europe and you start to see it happening in the 1700s maybe a little bit before into france with this masonic movement so that by the time of the french revolution in 1790 they're going to be at the core of that rebellion Mm -hmm. right uh just again different faction from the from the jacobites right when and because you understand that the french dynasty was more loyal to catholicism than (laughs) protestantism so you've Mm -hmm. got that 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 sort of battle that that's going on and that's called continental masonry okay as it spreads through back into in into europe and they're going to link up with sister organizations that were sort of already there um 
but anyways, hopefully that helps people with understanding what's continent, what's continental masonry, how did it sort of spread around the world. And if you understand that masons were part of the whole education system, just as the Rosicrucians and the Freemasons created the Royal Society that created education, and that they were part of the sort of what I would call younger branch organizations within the, the universities, then one understands that they have uh, you know, prepared people all throughout the whole government system. Would you say that's and, a responsibility the responsibility of them? That's sorry, their responsibility. Guys. Like yeah. branch. I had to jump out. My so, cat keeps making this noise. I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah, so, 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 so what you're saying is that they're they're if you're a mate is, is like a Freemason and that then you're going through that. That's your that's your main thing is education and, and yes. like that's their branch to, to to take over and to 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 oversee. Yeah. So that's it's a great it's a great point and it leads me to what their agenda is, and they're assigned for politics and for the military yeah so if when you understand that you'll understand why there's so many masons within the politics they're going to be led as we talk a little bit more about how the illuminati is involved in that and why the masons were so involved with the military and still are today and why so many of the original founders of america were freemasons including george washington and benjamin franklin and there's a ton you can name it, yeah, so the knights it, of malta are they are they uh because there, there's there was this chart that i saw like on the right side it was 33 degrees and then like on the left side there was like this chart and at the top of was like knights of malta and the um and the uh the knights templar still with like running underground are they are they still part of are they part of the freemasons in, in uh, no, no, they're, they're, they're separate groups. I mean, okay. the, the, the Masons have rituals to the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar, there is some high level, small organizations that are working behind the scenes that still call themselves Knights Templars or KTs. Yeah. It says you still have KTs that are in part of the rituals of, of Freemasonry. And so Freemasonry and, and, and the Knights of St. John is way above that. This is pure blood, yeah. high level families of kings right okay so, yeah yeah so would they be sort of working down and into those yes to a certain degree because not only are the knights of saint john within the hierarchy of the catholic church but the windsor family and the queen to one part of it is also the considered side. the head right yes and that's Protestant because side, right? of the territorial rights of malta yes right she was so, the queen of Malta at one time, right? So 1965 to 75 or something is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Interesting. That, yeah. yeah so like it, that. Again, the, 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 the complexity of the organizations and um, how the, it changes through the generations, it can get a little bit sort of confusing. But if we understand then that, that the Masons are, you know, bringing people into the the gnostic religion and that the gnostic religion is mysticism you'll understand that the essenes as we've talked about in the past is is part of this significant organizational structure 
and have rituals to this day still within Freemasonry and the handshakes and a lot of the hand signals is all part of the Essenes and the Essenes were the first ascetic monastic order in the West that all the Gnostic orders within Catholicism like the Franciscans, like the Benedictines, like the Augustines, um, and all the other ones, and even including Opus Dei, which is called, you know, Christian social masonry within the church that was created in the 30s. It's all set up on that Essene order because they were polytheists. Yeah. They believed in the religion of Heliopolis that they believed Moses originally brought, and then monotheism went rogue and <laughs> Anyways, we won't yeah. go down that road, but I understand that. And I've got a great document on the scenes if people want. I'll walk you through it, what the historians say and how we know from the Bible who, when they're talking about that. So the, the Masons then play a very large role in bringing people into the secret society, but you have to be invited. And yeah. so they're tracking you down based on your genealogies and your yeah. bloodlines. You have to fill right? cuz I've been I've been uh well, I've been asked when I was in the military and I also was asked when I was doing real estate at one time. And uh they invite you, they want you to fill out a whole sheet, they want to look at your ancestry, they want yep. to find out. They're going to actually research you and do all this yes. stuff on you. So yeah. But I never joined guys, right? Just let you guys know. <laughs> never joined. My dad <laughs> oh, my dad taught me since, a, yeah. since I was yeah, yeah yeah. My my dad taught me since <laughs> I was young never never to join that type of stuff. So yeah. but anyways, so let's move on and talk a little bit about the Illuminati then that operate at the, at, the, at the adept level. And most people look at the Illuminati as being created sometime in the 1700s. And uh, May they, 1st, 1776, right? Yeah. And with Adam Weishaupt. Yeah. Um, but actually there's historical records that show that part of the organization is being visible, but that's mm. between 1770 and 1776, you're going to have a merger going on. So you have an older organization that's been established that's going to merge with Freemasonry. And again, this is, you know, from the approach of the continental Masonry that we talked about crossing over to mainland Europe and also with the Illuminati organization rec recognizing what England is doing with their expansion around the world as with France, right? Mm -hmm. And they're gonna work through those lodges in both of those empires um, at the adept level. So they're gonna utilize the resources of Freemasonry, which gives us really great look to the world that they're this great organization, it's good for business, they do charities yeah. and it's all a front so that they can do what they're planning and wanting to do behind the scenes at, at, at the adept level. But the Illuminati actually, even though it is a group of young aristocracy in Germany that is going to sort of begin it in terms of that visible name, um, and, and they call themselves the Enlightened Ones, which is where the name Illuminati comes from, and they were very much anti-Christian. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll come back to that um, in, in, in a couple of minutes. And they pretend to have, you know, the true religion of Lucifer. Yeah. I and mean, they just come right out and they call it the true religion. That's why theosophy also uses that same logo. You know, this is the true religion because theosophy is a branch out of Gnosticism, which is the religion of the secret societies. And that's yeah. the religion that they wanted to have for the end time in place. 
that would have a religion that would harmonize science and religion yeah. not science and christianity but <laughs> science and polytheism where it goes back to in history so mm. um, they're going to reimpose polytheism behind the scientific beliefs as the wizards behind the curtain just as the rosicrucians called themselves the last of the sorcerers and the first of the scientists wow. with the creation of the royal society <laughs> and they have the philosophy of machiavelli that they adopted that the ends justifies the means and machiavelli lived between 1469 and 1527 and so Again, we're starting to see some looks that this is a little bit older organization that is has this mythos of this upstart in, in, in the 1700s. But they're, to be able to be an adept level organization that wants to work worldwide, yeah, that's going to work at <laughs> the top level of Freemasonry, that just doesn't happen out of the blue, right? No, so they have to sure. have have to have an older history and so it actually looks like they might have began in about the 1500s and so the jesuits started 1540 so you think the illuminati was starting somewhere somewhere in the 1500s as well yes okay and, and just before the start of the jesuits because the jesuits begin in about 1523 to 1525 with ignatius and his visions of mary and yeah, him becoming a soldier of, and, of the church to bring in the new Babylon. And it's but, interesting because the Jesuits disbanded in 1773, supposedly, right? And then 1776, the the Illuminati comes yeah. out, right? So yeah, it's a yeah. And then his dad, Illuminati Adam Weissup, was also like a uh, he was a priest, or his dad was a priest for the Jesuits. I heard or something, something yeah. of the source. So yeah, it's and, interesting stuff, and the, man. And all that connects and the, together. And the Jesuits interpret everything through the seven sacred sciences, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Again, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they talk the same the same les lesson. Yeah. So what happened is was there's this large group of people, and I would say it was even further than just in Rome. I would say throughout places like where the Medici's were in Florence and in mm -hmm. venice yeah i would say you know you have this these groups of of uh intelligent uh, mostly nobility that is developing the seven sacred sciences right and it's part of the renaissance and uh, that starts in about 1400 or so with the sarkhan iran with the pursuits of thoth and we've covered that mm -hmm. in past shows but these were uh astronomers and physicists and mathematicians that were working at a feverish pace and developing doctrine and scientific thought and exploring the universe that was designed to hurt the catholic church right to lead people away from god and they called themselves the enlightened ones mm. so Same this is the uh, this illuminati the illuminati <laughs> yeah and so this is sort of the illuminati bloodline if you want to look at that from that terminology this is that illuminati bloodline of the families of florence of the families of venice of the black nobility that we talked about in the past and how that is part of the larger black nobility of europe uh, which is also known as, as as rex deus that they they have to go underground and it starts to 
uh, move away, that center move away, and it actually moves towards through the Habsburgs uh, yeah. and into Germany, where you get the mythos beginning of the of the Illuminati. So that's kind of the older history. So mm. yeah, I would take their beginnings back to around to the 1500. So you have a lot of rebuilding of secret societies in a decentralized sort of fashion between you know the beginning of freemasonry after the fall of the knights templars through to about you know 1550 or so where you sort of get all of the uh, organizations that are complete because you also are going to have the bauer family of the rothschilds who are um, going to be formed in the 1700s as well to replace the banking arm, right? Yeah. And and the Bauer family grows rich funding Masonic organizations and the royal family and the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> All of them uh, through working through the Bank of Frankfurt, and they changed their name to the Rothschilds in 18. Um, in 1811 when they open up or, or 1798 when they open up the london bank um, and they change it to a name that's different than bauer to sort of uh, get rid of that sort of jewish sort of aspect because they yeah. had jewish bloodlines as as well mm. and so that is another one of those key organizations banking outside the church jesuits are banking inside of the church as we yeah. covered yeah so the illuminati's agenda is basically twofold mm -hmm. is they work towards world government as their primary goal yeah um from a geopolitical power perspective and to destroy christianity that is their twofold goals and mm. so when Jeez. you hear about masonic incursions into the church that's probably going to be sponsored by illuminati <laughs> than freemasons okay right but then understand the lower freemasons they may be attending the church and doing some of the charity you know, work. legwork but they yeah, don't yeah, yeah. know the true agenda of what the adepts are doing and it's sponsored by the, the illuminati and that when you start to look at then organizations other than the freemasons that they're working with that they're now into all of these branch organizations that intersect into them so you might think of the skull and bones as well yeah, yeah. which is and it's a really good one this is a university yeah. secret society so at, masons at are, the are Ivy League. you said yeah. masons are the, the schooling so yeah okay yeah okay and they are illuminati families yeah so some and in america they are um a lot of pseudo blue bloods new money the Bush you know, family, they're they're, they're like moving that. up the family through intermarriage, and then they get to send their children to these schools, and then they go into societies. But the Skull and Bones is the sort of stepping stone into the CFR, yeah. and all of the you know trilateral commissions and things like that. So they're 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 educating people at Ivy League or bloodline universities to go into the political arena both within the country and around the world. Yeah, so CFR, Council of Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, the Bilderberg Group. Well, basically uh, subvert. All, all the, the, think, the subvert think tanks. Here. All the think tanks, yep. yeah. So the, yeah, like the Rhodes Society is sponsored, for example, of, of, uh, of, of, of the Illuminati, uh, the round tables. Uh, what's, with all the, are, what's with all the visuals though? They, they always like, have like the, 
I always see like they always say like their their eyes or their like what is up with that? Why are they why are they trying to put it with that? Like because there's a lot of like like the hidden hand and stuff like that and the and the there's just a lot of different signs that go with handshakes, it. Oh, yeah, different signs. Tell. Like oh man, that guy's that guy's part of that. Crew. <laughs> it's like why why do they want you to see it but they don't want to admit it? It's there, you know. They want you mm-hmm. to see the the sign of it, but they don't. Well, they're communi- they're communicating to um their own people who understand the signs right and so uh they also are trying it's 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 part of a ritual sort of thing that they do so what they're doing is they're imposing their polytheist ritual on whatever function um event that they might be at so you might want to look when you see them doing that what else is representative of the occult that's there because it's probably going to be, you know, everywhere. And they're just sort of saying, we can do everything we want in plain sight, and you have no idea what we're doing. And nobody, nobody really realizes it until you start dealing, digging deep, like how you do and like how researchers do, you know, you're yeah. not going to find it. And, and, or you got to be Christian too, you know, have some discernment because, geez, it's right there in our face, you know, yeah. see it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so the you know the you know I would say the Fabian Society is another one that would be answering into uh, the Illuminati. When some people say the Rosicrucians and the you know the Fabian Society and the Rhodes Society, I mean they basically sponsored the socialist movement in yes. um, England and the and the socialist party there, uh, which again all socialism is called social masonry. It's, you know, it's designed for the Western families to gain more power and bring down rivals. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's, you said that ultimately they want to have that, 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 that government coming in, right? You said yeah. that in the last episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and they want to have, because what it does is it instantly has this oligarchic elite at the top. Yeah. And they love it. It's, it's national socialism on a globalist scale. Yeah. Right. And so that's where you have oligarchies that are working with the government and um, carrying out government policy so that they're basically one of the same. So that's why we're seeing corporations and powerful, rich people getting more political uh, uh, these days and all in this this socialism sort of uh, direction. So a lot of people might say, well, pure socialism isn't defined that way. I get that. They don't care. They created it. They can shape it any way they want. Communism wasn't designed that way. Anarchism, you know, at the far left end, you know, is designed for its agenda of just creating anarchy so that they can oppose their (laughs) socialist (laughs) governments. But at the end of the day, even with communism, they lost control of communism. That wasn't supposed to go quite as rogue as it did. It's the same as National Socialism with, with Hitler. But if you look at today, you see in modern history, you have places like Russia who have basically gone National Socialism, even though Putin doesn't like to call it that. Mm-hmm. He has basically one party rule um, and it's run by oligarchs. And the, the oligarchs work with government policy. Yeah. So he can call Zelensky <laughs> a Nazi all he wants, but he's <laughs> operating a classic Nazi operation. <laughs> <laughs> classic misinformation, uh, classic left, yeah. whatever 
whatever they accuse you of doing is what they're doing. Well, he's got two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> I heard, you know, so he's yeah. definitely on on top or, right now, loving it. You know, yeah. loving two hundred billion money. that you see on the books. We don't yeah, know yeah, what's yeah. underneath. Jeez. Yeah. and that's why Jeez. you see communist Evil. China. They moved away from that to this chinese capitalism which is basically nazism oligarchs yeah. again yeah we're all government officials but what communism and socialism does it wipes out everything but the upper class right yeah and then whatever else they want to allow underneath so they get that upper rule instantaneous and so they love a great it tool and they love yeah. it gosh it's terrible man yeah Man, we can't win. Gary, what are we going to do? We need to write some books, man. Some more books and make some, we need to get, get some money, man. So we can yeah. knock these guys out of there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so the Illuminati is a very, very important group, but they're just so high on the scale. Right. And so, again, as I said, they're going to have people from the pure bloods that are being represented in the closed circle of the hierarchy of that organization that are directing them and then they're directing their lower levels and then it goes you know downstream from there so but again look for you know masonic and and illuminati working on the politics as well as you know the masons freemasons are into um into uh the military and you also have the world government aspect so that's why you see so much prominent Illuminati symbolism in politics, along with Masonic, right? Um, because they're trying to bring about world government. So they have to be involved at the politics level, but at a higher sort of level, because, and that's why their position is a little higher. Do you think that they, this, this whole thing that happened, you know, this uh, pandemic, do you think that was like a test run for world government? Because I noticed that everybody was, running full circle everybody was doing the same thing in every country and the countries that didn't do it yep. it seems like they actually took out the leaders they had heart attacks or they got assassinated and then they then everybody started complying the whole yep. world was working together for this i mean it seemed like the same thing do you think that was like a practice run for them for world government yeah but let me back up a little bit and then get back to where you're on that so okay. that we get a better understanding of what's going on here so and we're going to use the pandemic the pestilence that that came about and we we should understand that there's a fig tree generation and i think we might be in the fig tree generation and i think that probably begins in 1967 with visible southern kingdom of Judea, whatever number of that original remnant is there in the covenant land and having Jerusalem, and that this is the fig tree that represents Judea in prophecy, and also the one that Jesus killed just before he, you know, completes his commission and does the oration on, on the signs of the end times. Mm. And he describes it as the fig tree generation when you see that blooming, right? Yes. And Jerusalem is basically the epicenter of all end time prophecy. Like mm -hmm. everything is around Jerusalem uh, in end time. So it has to be there and it has to be in possession of Judea for end time prophecy to be fulfilled. So how long is a generation? Well, you get a choice of 40 years in the book of Exodus, 70 years in the book of Psalms, or 120 years in Genesis 6-3. Mm. So it could be anywhere from 70 years, which would put us into the 2030s as the maximum generation, or it could be longer. <laughs> it's right? got to be 2030. You know that, you know, the 2030 agenda, agenda 2030 2030. Well, that's, Here we go. 
that's the timetable <laughs> that the polytheists are working towards because they yes. understand prophecy and that's why they're so frenetic right wow. whether or not it happens that fast or not we need to be open to that but we also need to be open that it might be longer and that the polytheists don't control when the end time comes yeah in the last seven years that's only the father by knows God. yeah only, only yeah, the father knows yeah no man but knows if we understand then part of the other signs in the fig tree generation you have the days of noah and that follows the fig tree generation. So it's got to be like that. And we're catching up to that technology and everything else. And of course, the days of, okay, in days of Noah before the flood, you had Atlantis with 10 kings, which was the helm of world government with a mystical religion. And that's why Francis Bacon is trying to set up the new Atlantis. Mm. But just as importantly, we have the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of the birth pangs, which yes. is the third overarching one that begins in about Matthew 24, 8, and has talked about and mark and we see examples of that also in in loop 17 and 21 so what you have is is wars and rumors of war yeah which are going to get stronger as we go yes you're going to have pestilence getting stronger as we go mm -hmm. you're going to get earthquakes getting stronger as we go and those are already happening just as yep. pestilences are getting stronger yep. as we go and you're going to have and uh, famines that are going to get stronger, which we're they seeing all right now. Work, yep. We're seeing that and right they now. All, they all tend to work together, but I think how the end time comes about, there's an ordained time, but God allows everything to happen through free choice. Mm -hmm. So that means these are probably contrived catastrophes and ones that they can predict because you're going to have false prophets as they get stronger predicting these types of catastrophes. So they have to be able to control it. Mm -hmm. And so we get sort of, let's say, an early birth pang of this when Trump comes to power in January 2017. Fauci says that within Trump's reign, he's going to see a global pandemic that he can't control. Yeah. And then, of course, he's linked to the funding and the development of a contrived disease <laughs> out of China. Yeah, I know. So look for contrived catastrophes. So, yes, yes these are beginning of the birth pains of the false prophets. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there will be true sort of religious zealot prophets, not just the sorcerers like Fauci. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as the scientist cool. and, and just as sorceries, Babylon deceives the whole world, which is pharmacia. Yep. All right. Root, root word for pharmaceuticals and where yep. medications legal and legal come from, including vaccines. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, you see this sort of connection where if you understand this as contrived and it's going to happen more and more and more and more as we go, just as you see Putin, trying to create a larger position in the new world order, just as Trump was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And just as Xi in China is trying to do, that's beginning of the wars and the rumors of war. So we're going to yeah. see that get stronger. China wants to take Taiwan out. Russia's taking out yeah. Ukraine, just trying to like, you know, and then we got yeah. the, so the we're going to, so we're yeah. going to see all of that. So the first big opportunity though, in terms of these birth pangs comes about with a contrived catastrophe with the pestilence that we just went through over the last couple of years and they get to test a whole bunch of different things uh -huh. right uh -huh. and they got the chance to see what worked and yep. what didn't work and then they got different waves 
so they, they could push this way and that way more. This is all practice for what's coming, what yeah. they can do and what they need to, what they will do for the next go around. So if you think that they were totalitarian, yeah, non-scientific, <laughs> the only political science that was going on there was religious political science. Yeah. <laughs> and so, political Gary, science in particular. It's, 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 and and junk science <laughs> it's interesting because they have they had like everybody's name address phone number medical record number of people that did comply who didn't yeah. comply they, they knew exactly what they had to pull away to to make somebody comply yeah. like i took away the sports i took away the stadiums yeah. i took away this people complied so now they know what to do with the mark of the beast you know they know they what to take away to make people comply like uh, is it food i gotta take away is it beer is it alcohol yeah. is it cigarettes is it stadiums what is it yeah. you know yeah. Take it all away. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Take it all away. But yeah. So the, yeah. the Illuminati, you said, is, is the world government that they're part of that. So they, they've been working hard, it looks like recently, definitely. And the, the Masons, obviously, as well, with the, taking people away from God, because there's so many people away from God right now. So, right. And you, and, and you just see how, at the political level of the leadership, that they're all talking the same language. Mm-hmm. in pretty yep. much every country around the world yes um so i will i mean i don't think it's going to be that much longer before you see a new not a new strain i mean it could be the same thing just re, re going all the time but i think we're going to see other strains and you know what's really interesting in what happened and, and it's gone absolutely dead in terms of reporting on it but there was a report and it was uh Victoria, I can't remember her last name, but she was um, she's part of the State Department. She's been there forever. She was uh, reporting before Congress and said that she was quite concerned about the Russians getting a hold of these labs that were in the Ukraine that were the old Russian labs. Yeah. And and so if she was afraid that they would get their old technology, that would make no sense. No, nope. but they were also funding these labs. They're not operating them, but they funded all of these labs that were doing the same thing that was going on in Wuhan. Wow. And so I think there's going to be more biological yeah. weapons that, that are, are launched as part of war. And China has said all along, and they have another lab in Wuhan that works side by each with this one that does research. And it's a military medical development lab of the same sort of nature you don't hear reporting on that a whole bunch but they have said that the next major war will be fought with biological weapons and they will be prepared yeah yeah they're all they're trying to get the best biological weapon that's what they're they're researching for so yeah the the bird flu also that heard that's coming that's that's coming strong as well and there's yeah lots of stuff everywhere yeah so we're 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 in the age of uh these these pandemics getting stronger Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're in the age of the the globalists becoming more vicious, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, more in your face, more totalitarian. They're talking about uh, eliminating any view other than what's theirs. Yes, you know, not only just canceling, but they don't want. I mean, even people uh, who we're supporting them like Elon Musk in the time of Obama is now, mm. Hey, you didn't pull the line. You you're, you know, we're going to see whether we can destroy you. We'll see what, the, whether they, they even they shut the churches not. down, man. That's they went so they, far as to even shutting the churches down. In America. Oh, they, so I believe is, that was the, yeah. for them. They loved the, it. 
the best outcome that they got away with. Because look at the Illuminati there. You said they're, they're trying to take out Christianity, right? So they yeah. see they see that they could take away the churches and people are OK with it. No yeah. one even said anything at first. It was yeah. like 30 our, days. Our, our leadership was absolutely non-existent on a 99.99 percent so if you understand then that the illuminati has infiltrated the seminary schools oh yeah i know that we we had a a show on that actually gary so yeah so (laughs) you see that being manifested in the fact that the churches for the most part not all but 99 percent or whatever their number is do not teach prophecy or prehistory they are not preparing the people for what's mm-hmm. coming and that's because they're told not to teach it yeah and they're talking about don't worry guys we're going to be raptured you know what i mean like yeah. that's not a hundred percent that's that's not a hundred percent at all so what they do is they want to gather people like hey come to our church they're really yeah. about getting members instead yeah. of blasting out the truth and and making sure people are prepared and i think that utterly i think that's utterly ridiculous you know but i love now my church, okay. I love you, Pastor Daniel. If you if you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> but listen, we have to take the bull by the horns. You know, listen to what Gary's saying. This is real right here, seriously. Yeah. And what we can't do is is not permit ourselves to to gather. And so we have to take be able to take a stand to talk out in large numbers and assert in large numbers that it's not this false choice that is always provided, mm-hmm. right? You know, when you have uh, places that are being closed down and they aren't the, the, the super spreaders, it's just done for political science and totalitarian reasons. There are ways to accommodate, right? Yeah. If you could have people at a stadium, you could have people in, in churches, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, or so lay down Walmart, the, you can have people in churches, you know, yeah. come on. So the same criteria. We, we need to be able to speak out in, the, in that sort of manner. Yeah. And that if people, and if that requires wearing a mask, still let, let us um, assemble and let us sing through a mask. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's so it, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's absolutely. And we need to be able to say, no, it's not just two choices. I mean, and even in the labor force is going to need to get better at this too. I mean, just look at all the medical people who, because they weren't vaccinated, lost yeah. their jobs or the truckers or whatever instead of saying no it's not this or that how do we accommodate them so that they can still work and be of safe? course of course but, but they're not focused on the vulnerable no i mean it's like it's a mass ritual of yes. sacrifice that they know right all you know all along that over 90 percent of the people that are going to die yeah are people with core you know core mobilities or more core more yeah. Yeah, you know the word I'm struggling with it right now. Yeah. And or just of your age. And in all pestilences past, they isolated the people who were sick, not the people who weren't sick. And right out of the gate, if they had gone and protected the people they knew were most vulnerable, they would have saved many, many, many lives. And they weren't interested in saving lives. In fact, they were only interested in the pharmacia aspect yeah, of <laughs> the distribution and anything that was therapeutic 
I was absolutely banned because they weren't interested in saving people. They were only <laughs> interested yeah. in having all of the oligarchs, whether or not it's from the pharmacia organizations or the Amazons of the world or the corporate, all the oligarchs got rich and free enterprise and, and corporations are a corruption of free enterprise. All the, the free enterprise, smaller companies got crushed select they yeah. got crushed and they had no problem with it it was so yeah. crazy you're you're right the totalitarianism was just insane i made songs about it i was really vocal about it. i was vocal about the church being shut down on my on some of my songs i'm glad that we have this platform now so we can you know do the best we can even though we get censored but anyways yeah it's it's crazy but we got to know guys we're talking about the freemason illuminati everything yeah. that gary wayne is talking about it connects to the stuff we're talking about here yeah. so but the mistake that the response was made in this is they allowed us they allowed um in the arguments to be made foolish through the junk science and the political science that was going so we have to be careful about how we go about this we may know that the vaccines may not protect everybody mm -hmm. we may not like some of the kinds that are being produced yeah uh, we may not like masks and things like that but what we have to be able to do is argue our position from a position of being able to associate yeah and to broadcast without getting into the minutiae that mm -hmm. the fake uh, media can mm -hmm use against us yeah. and we i think we allowed too many yeah <laughs> part, maybe partially right at times and yeah. partially wrong um arguments that were out there and we ought to have been arguing about okay we understand there's a pestilence yeah we understand that there's things that we need to do but you can't do this but you could allow us to do this 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 and this and we're here in numbers to protest yeah it was so crazy. We when, laid down like we folded like a lawn chair in the beginning. Everybody did. Even the you can find guys in Compton that, that are gangbangers that have been selling crack for 20 years, yeah. fighting people, shooting people when they're out there with the with the blue mask on. You know what I mean? Like everybody was everybody was giving up. Even I'm telling you, man, there's some people that I know that are rappers that are they're like gang members, you know, like street, they kill people yeah. and they're they're all yeah. masked up when I'm talking to them on the phone, like what the okay, this is insane. But yeah, everybody folded though, definitely in the beginning well, but well, anyways and you, and you know it was junk science all the way through when um a they didn't have n95 masks which are the only ones that really work yes unless you're going to wear this big glass thing and <laughs> which i saw squeezy ones that uh, I, I work still over see, your nose i still see people wearing those today <laughs> yeah, man it's yeah, it's crazy yeah. but <laughs> and we still don't have the ability to manufacture that so they had everybody putting on masks that didn't work yeah I know. I mean, they're laughing with the control and how <laughs> I know, stupid people. I know. And there, and there are parties had, too, like like with no mask on, hanging out, drinking cocktails. Nobody, for, yeah, exactly. And nobody has held them accountable. Where's the manufacturing plants if these things oh, are going to work? And and I, I do believe N95 works a lot better. May not be full suit. I mean, because they foolproof, but they were they were using them in hospitals before. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a degree that that's going to work. The reason why they don't in hospitals in Canada, where I'm from, they don't 
use the N95s because they cost so much money. Because even with those, with with the pestilences, they got to get rid of them on a regular basis. So they're wearing yeah. just those blue cloth ones. They squeeze it down, but then they got this big welder shield sort of thing over their face. But they do yeah. that because of cost. But yeah. at the same time, they're still not. They were also forced there well, because there's no N95s <laughs> manufacturing to supply them with. I mean, yeah. and they never done anything. They never did anything about it. No, they didn't care. I mean, it's all population control too, man. Um, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Gary. Yep. So the Jesuits and the Freemasons, do they work yes. together? Do, are they well, like, are they like binded? Cause I've heard, I've heard people say that the, the black, uh, the black Pope is over the Freemasons. I don't know. I've also heard that the Prince Andrew is over the, the York side of the Freemasons the order of garters on top of freemason is it well through the, the knights top? of saint john and thing you get some crossovers but the yeah. history is is that after the jesuits were created and after 1570 when borgia takes over as the grand master of the jesuits uh from the contessa order which is obviously a bloodline um masonic society is they start to coordinate with freemasonry Mm-hmm. And they're actually working together. They're within Freemasonry. There's crossover. Okay. So they were the th- but, but but it after a while they have to split. What's mm-hmm. happening is the Jesuits are trying to actually get control over Freemasonry. Yeah. They have a little bit of this rivalry. So they basically punt them. Yeah. <laughs> and say, you have your own agenda that you yeah. need to do within the church. We have ours. And you're not going to run okay. our organization. So there's still a bit of a rivalry there from what I can tell, but they still work directionally yeah. um, in, in the same direction. And, yeah. you know, the Jesuits are social masonry. So, I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much doing this. Okay. So they got yeah. the same, the same goal, but they're just, they're not working together yeah. as much as before. Okay, yeah. cool. And, and it doesn't matter whether it's bloodlines or it's organizations, there's still the power aspect of it yep. and there's still the money aspect of it. And so there's always going to be rivalries. And there's always these pit, these, these black nobility bloodlines and these, these, like you said, the council of 13, they're always, they're basically on top. So they're just yes. controlling each, each of these organizations. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know whether I mentioned this earlier, within the bloodlines, like everybody who's part of the bloodlines, um, if you accept your role within your family and to a certain degree, you can choose not to, but then you're excluded from everything. But every individual has a specific role. Mm. Okay. So there's a lot of interaction across the board from the pure bloodlines in all of these organizations, because each member of these Royal families all around the world, they have specific functions. Yeah. Every, nobody gets a free ride. Everybody has responsibility that obviously, you know, gets to be quite significant as it goes downstream in terms okay. of how much they would oversee. Mm, interesting. All right. So we're at 10, we're at about an hour and 18 um, I think, I think we, you think we covered pretty much, is there anything else you want to leave off with? So we can, we're going to end probably in the next five minutes here. Anything you want to end off with, uh, uh, Gary? Um, yeah, I, I, I think when we, when we look at secret societies, um, we need to understand them individually, which is why it's good to do shows like this and show how they sort of connect. Um, but this organization of, polytheist organizations that are in all countries all around the world 
at so many different organizations, both politically, economically. I mean, every aspect is, is so big that your mind can go to mush. And if you're trying to make it fit into things, you know, like pyramids or something, it yeah. just it just doesn't start sort of make sense. And so you see all of these simple little pictures that show the, <laughs> yeah, the organizational I, structure. I'm guilty of it too. Like, right. <laughs> and it's going like, well, what about this organization? Well, what about yeah. that? I mean, well, you can't fit it in, right? It yeah. is so large and it's sheer size. Not only is it scary, but you can understand why people refuse to believe something could be that well organized. Yeah. that powerful that influences everything we swim in a uh, baptism of polytheist rituals on everything we feel touch and affects our senses because we live in their world they run everything and they get the authorization from the fallen angels to their spurious offspring through the bloodlines that control the religions the governments the armies all the all the business and there is no nothing we can really do anywhere that they haven't infiltrated and are trying to corrupt further so whatever we carve out in terms of our space again we don't want to be barbarians but we have to make sure that we understand how they influence our our organizations and our product and how they influence what they will permit us to say yeah. And we have to recognize that. So we know how to speak. We know how to keep those uh, spurious ones out of our organizations and not drafting us as part of fulfilling their agenda. We need to know too that, that they've infiltrated the churches and find out how they infiltrated the church and make sure that you're getting taught the right doctrines, you know? So yeah. I think that's important for us Christians for sure. And the, so. and the first thing for me, and I know I'll get pushed back on this, but if they're taking an interpretive approach, uh-huh. that's Gnosticism. Yeah. If they're not teaching prehistory and prophecy, that's a Gnostic, Gnostic doctrine. Wow. Yeah. So if you see anything that's occultic mm-hmm. or Masonic, yeah, as things in that church, that's a sign. Yep. So look for it. Yeah, definitely look for it and make sure that your pastor is not a Freemason, you know, and in some way, if you find out, you know, I mean, I've heard a lot of, I've heard like 70% of Baptist pastors are, are Freemasons. So yeah. just be careful out there, guys. We love you guys. And Gary will love, definitely have you back. We'll try, I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to be reading your book for the next like month or so. And I'm going to try to, I'll find some subjects. Or if you want to send me a subject that you want to go over, let me know. I'm open anytime to come on. Um, if I could have you, I'd like to try to have you on once or once a month or once every two months, if that's possible, man, because you do a great job. And I think our audience really, really enjoys you. So I appreciate sure. you coming on. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully well, you know, what I would also like to, uh, maybe get some feedback from your audience and they can send it in to you or they can get a hold of me but uh-huh. what subjects would they like to have talked about yes what we're here is is well for me i mean i like to talk about what people are are wanting to know more about or what's at the top of their list so yeah i mean whatever the subject let's let's talk on that as opposed to us choosing it all right yeah. so guys you heard them so if you guys want to comment below uh, let me know what you guys want us to talk about what subject you want us to talk about i'll, I'll hit gary wayne up i'll email him and or if you want to get a hold of him 
get a hold of him. Tell him, hey, if on Josh Monday, uh, Christian and Conspiracy Podcast, I'd like you guys to talk about this, um, and, and we'll get into it. Uh, Jason, thank you, bro. Tell uh, your wife I said happy Mother's Day. Thank all you. the mothers out there, Gary, tell your wife as well. Um, all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Sorry, we should have started the show like that, but I just I start getting uh, into what Gary's saying, and I just go from there. But happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We're going to end this in prayer. Um, also, before we end, like I said, guys, Genesis 6 Conspiracy. I'm uh, Look how thick this book is. It's all information. He's I, he, talked, he talked to me earlier, talked about all the sources he had to go through. It's so interesting to just find out this stuff. It's good if you are a Christian and you start finding out this type of information, the devil's not going to be able to, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to trick you as easy because you're going to find out all the tricks. Uh, this type of book is awesome to go through. Read this. Read the Bible, guys. Let's get into it. Um, I'm going to end this in prayer real quick. So, um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for giving us this, this opportunity to, uh, to talk to Gary and for introducing us to Gary. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to expose the evil here, Lord. If you could, um, I want to pray for all the mothers out there. Uh, and I know how tough it is for them when, when fathers are gone at work. They're taking care of their kids at home. I just want to pray for all the mothers out there, all the families out there. Lord, if you could please just bless them and uh, help them when they're, when they're taking care of these kids. I know it's tough to take care of, you know, one kid, two kids. Some people have five kids. If you could just help out all the mothers out there. I want to pray for, um, you know, for Russia. I want to pray for Ukraine. I want to pray for China. I want to pray for all these world leaders so that they, they somehow just end up going to you instead of going to their, um, you know, instead of going to their, their leadership, uh, you know, praying to you instead of trying to pray to all these poly, polytheistic gods that don't even matter. Lord, please help these people out. Um, thank you so much for everything you do for us, Lord. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you guys so much, Gary. Thank you again for coming on. And uh, we, we really are blessed with uh, all this knowledge. Jason, thank you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> well, I got to say, bro. Gay, thank you, Gary. And thank you, Josh. I love you guys, man. You guys have a good night. You all too. Right. Thank you, guys.